Welcome to Imperfect Nutrition. I'm your host, Stephanie, holistic nutritionist and trainer. In this podcast, we tackle the all or nothing mindset by providing an imperfect approach to your health and wellness. We empower you to embrace imperfection so you can become your most highest version of self. So fuck perfection and join us on this episode. Right. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to today. Today, I wanted to talk about how I overcame my addictions. So if you haven't seen my post, I was talking a little bit about it, how basically, I used to be someone that would party a lot almost every single weekend getting blackout drunk. Actually, to be honest, anytime I got drunk, I was trying to be blackout drunk. Um, And for some people, it's kind of like hard to believe, you know, especially like in the career that I'm in right now, right? Like I'm a holistic nutritionist, I'm a personal trainer, I own my own like online health and coaching business. So to hear that you would be like, like you wouldn't think that from me, you know? Um, but I think a lot of us do struggle with this, especially in like in our early twenties. Um, you know, you have a little bit of freedom, you want to go to the bars and stuff like that. Obviously not everyone is like that, but, um, I'm sure like a lot of you can relate to that. But for me, it was always something a little bit more. Um, and I think it started from a really young age. I was very shy, socially awkward. I didn't really like to talk to many people. Um, And when I would drink, I just felt like I was like more outgoing. I guess that was kind of like the thing. I just felt more outgoing. I felt more alive. I felt like I could be myself. I didn't feel as anxious. Um, And that's kind of the reason why I like started drinking at such a young age. I think I, I got drunk when I was like 14 or 13. That was probably the first time that I actually started drinking. Um, and then, you know, right after that, I started smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And I did that on and off for years. Um, and drinking, you know, it might have eased some of those anxieties, maybe made me feel more social. But there was also a lot of like downsides to it as well. Like, when I would get a hangover, I would feel even more anxious. Sometimes I'd get a little bit depressed. I didn't notice this too much when I was like a teenager, I would say. Um, when I was a teenager, I didn't really, I guess I just didn't really care. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe you just don't care when you're a teenager about that stuff. Um, I definitely am not going to say that I wasn't anxious or anything like that or, or suffered a little bit with depression. I definitely did. But um not to the degree of when it started happening, like more when I was in my 20s. And I think it's because I went through some traumatic things and that was my way to cope. And the reason why I think it was my way to cope because I saw other people coping in that way. You know, you had a bad day, a rough day. So it's like, oh, I just need a drink. I'm just going to go drink. Um, And so like that was kind of one of those things that I did to cope if I was having like, you know, a, a bad day or, you know, trying to process some sort of trauma. Um, but the thing is, is that like drinking made, got me into more, more things and um, basically resulted in more traumas because of drinking. A lot of the the bad things that have happened in my life is because of drinking um, to, to an excess as well. And I think like um, 
you know, it's kind of hard to see that when you're, when you're in your early twenties, you think, oh, I'm just having fun. I'm just having a night out. You know, people do this all the time. Like I don't have a drinking problem, but I think like there was like a part of me that kind of like, you know, there was, there was like points in my life where I definitely was like, yeah, this isn't like the right thing that I should be doing. This is not how I should be coping with this. And I like, kind of like knew that, you know, um, but let's kind of like get to like how I overcame these addictions. So like when I say addictions, um, like I used, like I said, I used to smoke cigarettes. I used to drink a lot. And also I had like an eating disorder and honestly, like an eating disorder is kind of like an addiction. I feel like they all kind of like compounded on each other. Like because I was drinking a lot, it would, um, bring up feelings of, you know, uh, some of the eating behaviors as well. And like, you know, being addicted to food or something like that is probably like one of the hardest things because you have to do that, you know, um, at least three times a day with some snacks, you know, for the average person. So when you feel like you're addicted to food or have a issue with food, like that's something that is, you know, very, very hard to manage because it's something that you have to kind of live with, right? All right. So let's talk about it. How did I overcome my addictions? I wouldn't say I really overcame my addictions until probably like two years ago when I really confronted myself um, and really kind of stepped out of that like denial stage. Uh, I just thought like, you know, this is just a response to trauma. This is just how, you know, people act almost like kind of like thinking to myself, like, I don't have an alcohol problem. How could I have an alcohol problem? Like I'm not drinking every single day. Like that's what people who have, al who are alcoholics do. Right. So, um, I would almost dismiss some of my behaviors just because of that. And, um, I also would look at like myself when I was prepping for a show or something and I would be like, well, I'm not drinking when I'm prepping for a show, you know? So like how, you know, if I really had a problem, I wouldn't be able to do that. But the thing is, is that like, as soon as the show was over, I would be back to these bad habits, you know, like I think anyone can kind of relate to this, especially when you do like yo-yo dieting or um, any sort of thing, you know, a lot of people with addictions, they'll have like, you know, like spaces of abstinence and not doing, you know, um, the thing, right? They actually will have those periods of time. And uh, I didn't really know this until a little bit later, until I really started to discover and um, really learn more about just addictions in general, right? I actually do find that stuff very fascinating. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Um, everything, it, like this is a tangent, but everything is almost addiction to an, an extent, right? We need to, and some of them are healthy addictions. They're good addictions, right? So, um, you know, the way our brain is wired and everything like that, I feel like, you know, um, the only time it's bad is when, it's oh, it's consuming your life and you're using it to maybe suppress feelings or not deal with some of your feelings. Um, maybe it's interacting with relationships or work or stuff like that. And it definitely was like I wasn't able to really be in a healthy relationship when I was drinking and um, and smoking and dealing with my eating disorder. There's no possible way that I would have been you know, I would be able to sustain a healthy relationship. I always had relationship problems because of this. Um, and obviously, you know, there's always like two sides to a story and stuff like that. Um, you know, I'm not gonna say everything's my fault in the relationship, but um, it took me a while to almost take the onus on that and actually realize like, 
you know, where I played a part in some of these things. And so I feel like the way I kind of overcame this was having like real talks with people and really confronting and not being in denial of it anymore. Right. So, you know, bringing it into awareness and realizing that, Hey, this is a problem and it's a problem because you keep going through these cycles. Right. So sorry, just hiccuping. Um, And just confronting it and trying to get out of that denial was like a really big step for me and just having that like awareness around it, right? Like knowing that like drinking was, you know, something that like maybe I just can't do. I just can't drink. Maybe I'm just that person that like, you know, that's my thing. I just, I can't do it. Um, I overdo it all the time and it didn't matter how much time I spent away from it. I would slowly get back into this routine of getting like blackout drunk. And then there did come a point where like I was drinking more during the week. And like I found that really scary and I had no idea why I was doing it anymore. Like I didn't even really know what I was doing at that point. I I was just literally just trying to escape, I guess. Just trying to escape my feelings, not deal with the things that were going on in my life and almost kind of like forgetting myself and what I truly love and what I'm truly passionate about because I got so far away from that and I almost found like when I was bodybuilding like I thought it was like the toxic thing in my life and I blamed a lot of my my stuff on that but it was just because like I used it in a toxic way. It's not that, you know, doing the bodybuilding competitions was toxic. It's the way I was using it because I was using it just as as I was using, you know, alcohol or um, food or any other thing that I was doing, right? So, you know, um, I, I, I almost try to push myself away from that because of like my eating disorder and stuff. And I thought that like, you know, bodybuilding was the reason why I had my eating disorder. Like I kind of blamed it on that. I thought like, you know, um, that's kind of the reason why I was like that. And it made it so much worse or whatever. But it really wasn't that there was like other things that I just didn't really want to come to terms with. Because when I really look at it in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it did give me a lot. And, you know, now I'm in this space where I'm, you know, uh, an online health coach, holistic nutritionist, and, you know, being in the in bodybuilding being doing those shows and everything like that showed me so much discipline showed me what I could do and what I could achieve and it gave me like that sense of purpose right and when I got further and further away from it um, what ended up happening is like that was like kind of the thing that helped me kind of get back to myself and my passion I remember I went to a bodybuilding show it was like the national pro qualifier or something um, probably in like Have you ever just wanted to eat just like a roll of Oreos? Is that what they call it? A roll of Oreos? (laughs) I don't know. Have you ever just wanted to eat, you know, a bunch of freaking cookies, but still be able to lose weight? Girl, I feel you. Same here. I wish I could just eat whatever the hell that I want while being able to lose weight. And guess what? You can do that. 
All right, you can do that with some flexible dieting with imperfect nutrition. Now, if that sounds like fun and you want to eat some Oreos with your coach staff and, you know, work out hard like a beast in the gym, feel strong, have a big booty, and that snatched waist, well, you can go and apply for imperfect nutrition through the bio link. Okay, so I have that actually in my description. So in this episode, in the description link, you will be able to see an application form or if you want, you can book a call with me and we can talk about how we can get to your fitness goals, right? Right. So another thing that Imperfect Nutrition is launching is we are launching a free resource for moms, okay? We have a free course for you to get where it's all about losing that mom pouch. So I go over, you know, the nutrition aspect, the workout aspect, and the mindset that you need in order to lose that mom pouch. If that sounds good to you, DM me mom pouch and I will send you over that free resource. All right. So that is what Imperfect Nutrition is offering right now. Um, I'll let you get back to this episode and I hope you enjoy. Bye. What was it? 2018? I believe. Yeah, probably 2018. This is like right before I met Paul. And I just remember like going there and being like, I miss this. I miss this. What am I doing every single weekend getting freaking smashed and drunk? Like I miss being strong. I miss being in the gym crushing. I miss having like a goal to like go and strive after. Right. So, um, you know, the first thing I did is like, I, I went into a show and it's just like, I kind of saw myself repeating a behavior where like, you know, um, I'm like, oh, like I'm done with drinking. I'm done with partying, blah, blah, blah. I'm done with like binge eating and purging and shit like that. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to do another show. Um, and you know, maybe a part of that was not like the greatest thing to do. Um, but I really truly believed it saved me because it gave me that sense of purpose again, right? So I was able to do to do something like this and I would just I had a really big vision in mind and then I was able to meet Paul and then he actually supported me on this, like past relationships. Um, it didn't really seem like they really cared about it as much as I did. And here was someone that like truly did care about it and like wanted to come to the gym with me, wanted to pose and do all that stuff. And like, I finally felt like, oh man, like I, I feel like kind of more complete in, in a way. Right. So I did the, I did the show. I was like the Arnold classic, uh, the amateurs and I did it. Everything was well. And then afterwards, you know, that drinking came back. It did. Um, and also like the, the eating disorder came back like right away. It was really, really, really bad. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I thought I was over this. What is going on? I was so upset with myself. I rebounded weight so, so, so fast after that show. My hormones were a mess. I really just felt like out of control and I was drinking so much and I was in holistic. I was doing the holistic nutrition course, um, well, the program and I felt like such a fraud and I was training people and I'm like telling them to, you know, how they can better their lifestyle and how training's the greatest, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just being a fraud. It wasn't really, I was working out and doing that stuff and maybe I looked good cause I just did a show, but I was like, it just felt so wrong. And I felt like, why am I doing this? And I remember, I literally remember I was going to school and I freaking searched up, like, how do you know if you're an alcoholic? And I thought, you know, if you're 
searching up how do you know if you're an alcoholic, then you probably have some a problem with you, right? So, you know, building that awareness and it, it came up, right? Um, and then later on in the year, I remember like me and Paul just kind of like talking about it and, um, you know, really saying like, I think we should like, you know, not drink anymore. Like, it's not good for you. Like, I think we, we should have like, you know, maybe six months or something like that of just sobriety. And a part of me was just like, oh, like I, I was trying to almost blame him for why I was doing this. And I'm like, no, no, like you've been like this for a while. Um, and I was like, you know what, that's a good idea. I think we should do that. And that was like my new year's resolution. So my new year's resolution was to just, you know, um, quit drinking cold Turkey <laughs> for the whole entire, uh, six months. And, um, it was supposed to be six months and then I challenged Paul to do a year and he's like, I'm going to do six months. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try a year. Like, I think I, I think six months is too easy for me. Right. Cause I've been in preps where they're like four or five months and I'm just like, you know, and I go back to my old ways right away. So I'm like, you know what? I think I need to do a year, a solid year. I've never done that before where I've done a solid year. Maybe when I was like younger, like when a teenager, like when, when I, I think I stopped drinking for like a year or something like that. Um, but like, I don't really feel like that counts. <laughs> Anyways, like in my adulthood, in my twenties, I never had that where I didn't drink for a whole entire year, no partying, nothing like that. So that was my January, 2020 resolution. And, um, yeah, uh, I, during that year, there was a lot of hard times. I felt really like resentful of not being able to drink during the summertime. I felt like I was left out. I was like, man, I would just like to drink. Like, oh, I would feel so great just to relax and stuff like that. But then there was a part of me that was just like, Steph, you cannot break your promise to yourself. And that was really strong for me. I did not want to break that promise. Um, so even though like this is where I, I know that I do have really strong willpower because if I say I'm going to do something, that's just what it is. And I cannot let myself, you know, um, fail <laughs> in a sense of that way. Like if I say I'm going to do something, like I committed to something, I really, really like to see it through. And when I cannot commit myself to something, when I can't follow through on something, that feels so shitty to me. So like, that's just like one of those core values that I have. Like if you make a commitment, you have to show up. Um, and this was a commitment to myself and I really didn't want to take it lightly. So that's what kind of helped me when I was like really, really craving when I really, really wanted to do it. Um, and then as time was coming and as, um, you know, the new year's coming, cause I was like, Oh, I remember saying to people, I'm like, Oh, I can't wait to drink again. New year's like going to turn it up, do all this stuff. Like it's going to be so much fun. Um, and then December came and I was just like, I don't think I want to drink again. I, I was just like, this is, this is not something I actually want to keep doing. And I really like reflected and I really looked over like my whole entire, you know, the past 15 years of my life almost. And I was like, drinking never gave you anything. Like, yeah, you think you'd, it feels nice just to get a little buzz or whatever, you know, getting that dopamine hit. But the aftermath of it, it's like, it never turns out well. It never turns out well. That's something like you can't just moderate. You cannot moderate drinking like stuff like that's not the person you're going to be. And it's it's not right now. It might n never be a thing. And I really had to come to terms of that and almost, you know, um, let go and mourn the girl that I used to be. And I'm like, you will never be that party girl anymore. 
that will never be you. And that was such a hard thing for me to kind of let go of. I know it sounds weird because you're like, but Steph, she was so toxic. Like I'm talking about like myself, like their person, but it's just like, you know, that old you was so toxic. It was bad for you. Why would you, why would you be upset that you're mourning this person? It's just like, you know, you, you start thinking about all the, 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 you know, the social events, all the things that you're going to miss out on. And it's just like, all these things that you tell yourself um, and maybe the addiction is telling yourself as well. And I realized I'm like, no, that is not, that's not true. You're not missing out on anything. You're going to remember these days. You're going to, you're not going to have all the ups and downs with your emotions. You're not going to be putting yourself in, you know, very risky and dangerous situations because of drinking, because you blacked out. You don't know what happened that night. Like that's a scary freaking thing to happen when you black out and you don't know what happened the night before like that is terrible like I don't wish that upon anyone and um you know when I really when I really reflected when I looked back on it like yeah I was upset and like I I had those feelings and then I also had a feeling of relief right I had a feeling of relief like this doesn't have a hold on me anymore you know and I don't want to be cocky and be like because you know some people they don't drink, they, they get rid of their addictions for many years and then they relapse, right? So I'm not trying to be cocky or anything, but it really did feel like a relief, you know? And I do have to keep myself in check because, you know, here and there, you know, ever so often, you know, I see it and I'm just like, oh, that looks really nice. And I like try to convince myself and I'm just like, you know what? No, it's not true. It's not true at all, right? And um, I've I've really, you know, reframed the way I've looked at it and I've done a lot of research on just alcoholism and just alcohol and what it does in your body. I've read books and I've really tried this year to almost like just really cement the sobriety, right? Because in my opinion, sobriety is a superpower. It really is a superpower and it is you're not you're not restricting yourself. There isn't restriction. It's very freeing to know that you can, well, for myself, going to a party and not having to worry about where to get my next drink, where to, you know, like, how am I going to hide this? You know, the shame, the guilt, um, you know, trying to sneak drinks, trying to to do these things. And, and, and it's just like, it's so freeing to actually have you know, not those worries about it and being like, oh, I can drive home. I can do this. Like, I don't have to worry about getting like an Uber or a taxi. Um, there's, there's so many like freeing things that happens from it. And it's just like, I get to wake up the next morning, not with a hangover. Like I feel good. I feel amazing. And it's like, I actually now really truly appreciate the, the small things, the little things that happen in my life, being able to you know, take my dog out for, you know, an hour walk and not feel like shit. Um, and making sure I'm not like neglecting him either, you know, having um, this pregnancy as well. Like, you know, I didn't think that was something I was going to be able to have. I thought I ruined my body from like bodybuilding, drinking and doing sh stupid shit, right? Like, I thought I was ruined. And the fact that I have these things now and I and you know, I have my own business. Um, I'm I, I have a partner that loves me. I have like a great dog, a home safety, security, all these things I'm like I can actually appreciate these things now because I'm not so like I don't have this like fog I don't have this fog of like anxiety and depression all the time like of course I get anxious of course I get depressed I'm not saying that just kind of just goes away but you know and now I have like so much more happier days than I do down days and when I do have a happy day 
I can truly appreciate it and I don't feel stuck in this like kind of cycle anymore. Um, and I also decided I wanted to join some Facebook groups. I know it sounds lame, but I joined some Facebook groups um, for sobriety and stuff like that. I found that really helpful just seeing seeing things and being like, wow, like maybe this is something I can help people with. Like there was a point, um, you know, earlier this year before I started my own business where I actually wanted to go back to school. I wanted to go back to school for psychology. I wanted to learn more. I'm like, maybe like I could be an addictions counselor or something like that. Um, but I'm really glad for the path I chose. I'm really happy with <laughs> what I actually decided to do. Um, so yeah, you know, building community, building that purpose. I also find having my own business and looking just, I have more goals now. I have things that I really want to achieve and they aren't just surrounded by, you know, um, how they used to be of just like having a physique goal or having recognition, just like a lot of attention. It's surrounded by actually helping people and wanting to interact with more people and like just even having my business, like, you know, just have being able to support all these people that I, I get to in my life. It's such an amazing, amazing thing. And I'm like truly grateful. I have so much more gratitude now for all of those things. So um, to have a little rough breakdown about what I was talking about, the first thing I did was I built awareness that kind of came out of that denial stage. And I also told a lot of people about it. <laughs> like I was like, yeah, yeah, I used to like, I think I was an alcoholic like that like like that's what I was right um and just telling people and holding myself accountable to it because the more people know the the more likely you're going to be able to keep accountable to these things because now it's out right especially with like my eating disorder too right like the more I talked about it the more out I was about it the the more it less had a hold on me and it's the same with like the the alcohol as well um, so that was the first thing I did. The next thing I did was honestly, I, I went and, and I sought out therapy. I, I didn't want to do this on my own. I realized I had a lot of um, suppressed feelings and a lot of feelings that I was not letting out properly. And, uh, you know, I knew that I needed that. And I decided, I remember I was listening to like some podcasts and they were talking about like better help and stuff. And I was just like, you know what, I need that. I need it. I need to spend the money on it. It's important. And I think that's why last year I was so successful with like having that year of not drinking and now almost like another, another year. So it's almost been two years. Um, so like, you know, just having therapy, having someone to talk to about these things. And literally we like didn't even talk about it that much until like the end of the year that was the thing like we didn't even really talk about it. I didn't really come out about it until like the end of the year and she's like I know and I'm like damn um, <laughs> and then the last thing was like you know building that community and not just the community of like going to Facebook groups and stuff like that but you know building like my own tribe building like a tribe of like all of these wonderful people that are in my program right now and even like you know my assistant um she's so wonderful too and just having all these people in my life that I can, you know, um, just support and help, you know, really building my purpose and my identity of like, what I'm supposed to be doing on this earth. I don't care how cheesy that sounds, but like, that's the damn truth. Okay. So if you're struggling with anything like this, um, please let me know. Uh, I would love to just talk, have a conversation about it. Uh, I love this stuff. Um, obviously, I don't love that people are addicts, but I mean, um, I just do find this stuff very interesting and fascinating. And I just want to help as many people as I can. And 
I think sharing my story and talking about this more and being more open about it is, you know, one of those steps to it. So hopefully, you know, this finds the right person and I hope you got some insight out of this and I hope you don't feel alone either. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Talk to you tomorrow and you have an amazing day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and share with your friends. And if you wanted to do some online coaching with me, you can DM me on Instagram. That is at a step above the rest. Make sure you put an F with the step. Thanks, guys.